Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's hour number two on 105 through the fan home of the Cowboys. Our radio row coverage continues. Brought to you by OT Center and Best Buy Windows and Siding. And Brian Baldinger joining us now, our Odyssey NFL insider. Insider calls brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin too, but we have the pleasure of Baldy joining us in person. And good afternoon, sir. It's uh, great to be with you as well. And um, I guess first question, do you have a strong feeling on who's going to win this game? Yeah, I mean, I've just, uh, I have gone against Patrick Mahomes in these games before. Oof. And, you know, usually I lose. So I'm not <laughs> doing that anymore. And that's a simple answer. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, Spags has been fantastic in this gauntlet of playoff games. I'm, uh, I'm very good friends with Steve. Known him a long, long time. Uh, he's just, you know, his chess pieces and how he moves them around and what he does to quarterbacks is probably the best big game uh, coordinator in this whole business right now. Man, I, I was just going to follow up and say, is he maybe the most underrated piece of this yes. Chiefs championship dynasty? I mean, he's uh, the, the, the real only reason why the Chiefs are still here and at this spot is because the defense has kept him in it when the de- offense was struggling for a lot of the year. Um, the defense kept him in all these games. And, you know, it was in the second half against the Eagles last year, what they were able to do and really shut the Eagles down. Uh, he's, he's remarkable. He's, he's doing it with such youth. You know, I mean, six, he had six rookies last year all playing. All those guys are veterans now. They had a hold up against Lamar last week, and they did. Um, they executed a great game plan. If it becomes a high-scoring game, who would be the guy on the Chiefs you're looking to step up in this game to be that guy for Mahomes if he needs action in the fourth quarter? Mm, I mean, we've seen MVS catch some big balls here in the last two weeks. I mean, 30-plus yards. Those have been some chunks. Justin Watson, a guy that you should never go away from. I mean, Mahomes is going to throw it to the open guy. Um, Kelsey is going to has a chance to put up numbers. I'm anxious to see really what San Francisco does to try to neutralize him. You know, and then Rasheed Rice, obviously, you know, SMU and Dallas kid. I mean, he's a he's a guy that you can't you can't sleep on at all. Baldy Chris McCaffrey gets a ton of attention, rightly so. But Isaiah Pacheco has been fantastic yes. for Kansas City, and it seems as though the one susceptible piece defensively, San Francisco, you can run on them. Mm-hmm. How important is that factor for Kansas City in this game? Well, it's, it's important because they, you know, I've been saying that they could literally lean on a power running game, and they have. And, they, you know, Creed and Trey inside and now Allegretti, like they've been very, very good. Um, as good as any trio in the business. I mean, Tooney's out, but Allegretti played great last week. So, I mean – they're going to lean on him. You get Pacheco to a defender one on one. He's either going to run through him or run around him. So he's going to make somebody miss. And he's uh, 
He's he's a tough kid, man. He runs runs as hard as anybody in this business. Yeah. What, what what's the headliner for you? Is it Chiefs with the ball versus Niners defense, or is it Niners offense versus Chiefs defense? It's that one. It's really Kyle and what he does mm-hmm. and his game planning and the talent they have on that side of the ball against Spags and what Kansas City has shown. I mean, you just see him against Tua and Josh and Lamar last week. I mean, they've they've reduced him to pedestrian quarterbacks. Well, the. Uh I was with Andy Reid in Green Bay. I know you know Andy very, very well. And you're starting to hear, like, whispers, and I don't know if they're real whispers. Could this be the final one for Andy Reid in, 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 as you look at this? Ryan, I, I, don't see any, I don't see any sign of it. I just got done talking to Rick Burkhalter, um, yeah. the trainer. Sure. He's known him since 99, you know, when he came Still to the Phillies days, yeah. Yeah, and so he's been with him for 25 years. I, you know, Andy, as you know, yeah. he doesn't have any hobbies. You know, it's, it's family and it's football. You know, cheeseburgers. And I mean, and <laughs> and cheeseburgers, of course. Hagendas, cheeseburgers. You know, pick, pick your poison. He was talking about tacos the other day. Um, he, but that's he's a tinkerer. He sits yeah. down at night and he doesn't need a lot of sleep. I don't know how he does it, but I mean, it's as long amazing. as I've known him, three, four hours a day is all he needs. Yeah. He's not a caffeine drinker. He doesn't right. do any of that. Um, he just that's that's he doesn't golf. He doesn't fish. He's got a house in Southern California on the beach. He tells me he goes there. He tells me he visits it every once in a while. Not for very long, but he goes. Like, this is what he does. I can't see Andy with Mahomes and the organization and, you know, the Hunt family behind him. Like, this is a this is an unbelievable second act that he has right now. Spags, we, we talked about he's been absolutely fantastic. Cowboys also in search of a new defensive coordinator. I know you've mentioned Rex Ryan with that hire. Sell us. I mean, what do you like about Rex? Well, I mean, Rex has one philosophy. And the philosophy never gets old. We're going to kill the quarterback. Mm. We're literally going to hit the quarterback. Because when we do that, everything else is going to fall apart. We're going to take the ball away. We're going to neutralize their playmakers. We're going to put them in negative situations. And Rex loves to do that. And the players love him. Now, I don't know. Like, he's been out for, I don't know, eight years or whatever. Yeah. When I talked to him, he loved his gig at ESPN. Didn't have to work that hard. But I think he's, like, a little perturbed about how defenses are being played in this business. And I think he's got an itch maybe to come back. And if he did, I wouldn't even talk to anybody else. Like I would go, Rex, you want to come back? You want if you're all in, I'd love to see him back. But the game is better when Rex Ryan's coaching. It's Brian Baldinger here on The Fan, and his appearance is brought to you by Old Spice Gentleman's Blend Body Wash, providing exfoliation plus 24-7 moisturization because men have skin too. Tony Romo today in the morning news talking about, you know, this team is too good to keep getting this far, not eventually break through. Do you feel that way about these Cowboys? Mm, no. No, because I, I, I see a consistent flaw when they get to the postseason, and they're not playing their best football. And why is that? I mean, three years in a row now. They're getting bounced in a couple times in front of the home fans. Like, they got to play better in big games. And so, I don't care how many, how many points you beat the Jets by. That doesn't make any difference in January. January football has not been good to them, and they haven't played well. Quarterback hasn't played where you got to elevate your game the way other, others do. And so, everybody has to elevate their game at this, in this part of the game. I mean, all the takeaways they've had in the last three years, they don't show up in the postseason. We've seen legends since the loss more – angry i think d where with us an hour ago said he was po'd mm-hmm. um you know the michael irvin video that mm-hmm. went viral and yeah. today emmett smith on cbs going after the coaching staff okay saying he'd, he'd have fired mike if he was gm okay. how do you approach that one well i mean that's the players i mean they're they've all had great success in dallas and they have a voice and it's a valid voice uh, but it's just it's just that it's just an opinion it's a voice like they don't make those decisions 
I, you know, personally, there were some coaches out there that I might have wanted to talk to, and it's not a knock on Mike uh, and what he has done and what he did as a play caller this year. But I, I felt like this year, in the way that they lost, there had to be some level of embarrassment about playing like they did in front of the home fans. And maybe this is the year where you go, we got to shake things up. Yeah. Can, can legends influence Jerry Jones? Because we feel like they're stuck in status quo mode, and we need them to be shook out of it. So may, maybe Emmett could be part of, you know, putting pressure on them. Well, it's a long drought, you know, and maybe, you know, maybe those voice. I mean, obviously he's got respect for all those guys you just mentioned, tremendous respect. But, you know, it's been a long, long drought. And at some point, you know, Jerry should be pretty shrewd at just looking at himself in the mirror and what he's not doing right. Um, you know, whether it's leadership within the team, how he, you know, just how good he makes it for the players to enjoy themselves and be treated like first-class, you know, players, like the way they are. I, you know, at some point you got to, like, strip it down and see what is the flaw. Man, I don't know about you guys, but I, I can't stop looking at Baldy's finger. <laughs> is that, is that distracting? That thing? No, I mean, I just I, mean, I love I, it. I have, no, I absolutely. It's love amazing. It. It, it, it's it's an incredible finger. I think it's it's a it's a top it's a top ten sports finger of all. It is. Time, I showed I mine next to Anthony Munoz yesterday. We have the exact same like ben? departure, like the exactly exactly the same finger on each hand just dangles. It's the, it's the pinky going away from the hand at yeah. like 45 degrees. Is yes. that a, is that stuck in a helmet? Uh, it got stuck in Randy White's jersey. Yeah, it got pulled out. Oh, my wow. gosh. So, okay. Yeah. The fact that it happened with Randy White is it makes the story even cooler. Yeah, well, I mean, he was the master for a reason. Yes, he was. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that gives you credence about that. From a pain standpoint, is that like where would you rank that in terms of football pain you've endured? Uh, well, when it first happened, it was you know pretty painful. Uh, the defensive line let me know about it when I walked into the you know, the lunchroom that day, and they all stood up and imitated my whine, you know, and my cry. You know, <laughs> make me feel real good about it. And then they all held up their hands, and they're like, join the club. And they okay. all had demented pinkies and fingers. It's a rite of passage, it man. Was. Can, can it was you, the badge of honor. Can you put that pinky up there on, the, could, on yeah, the screen so that, our yeah. Tolos and Twolos can see that yeah. thing? That is an impressive finger. What We, we had Darren Woodson yesterday. Yes. He said it was year, what did he say, by year four, year four. he was first in line for the Toradol yeah. shot before the game. Oh, really? How long did it take Baldy to say, uh, you know what, I need a little bit of this? I wasn't a Toradol guy. I just thought I taped it. Yeah. Just taped it for the next 11 or 12 years. Was there anything after, after you had the finger injury that it became more difficult to do, to use that hand? Yeah, like in daily life. Well, you can't get change out of your pocket. Oh. The change out of your pocket just falls right through. So that's hard. I remember uh, I played on a winter basketball team with Roger Staubach one year, and he had a finger. He's got a finger. Oh, he's got, with he's got one. He's got a finger. So he went to get his fixed. And so they said, okay, so he went and had the operation, whatever they did. They had a splint on it. And they said, don't do anything, Roger, for six weeks. Well, yeah. He's he's back on Tuesday night playing basketball, and the ball hits the finger. The splint falls <laughs> out, you know, pops out, and the finger goes right back. And it's stayed the same ever since. Oh, that's amazing! Roger could get after it on the basketball court. Oh, Roger, he? Well, he was a hog. You know, he was just you know he, he didn't pass the ball. It was in Roger's hands. He wanted to score. <laughs> that's crazy. You think he's the point guard? Like he's no, the quarterback. No, no. He wants to he get his guys he, going. He played basketball differently than football. <laughs> yeah, he he was he, he was he was unbelievable. Though. Man. Like competitor. So it happens against Randy White, the Manster. Yeah. What, what, what was it like prepping to face Randy White? No, he didn't prep. Like? You know, he just uh, had to like, um, you know, it was there was going to be stuff after the play, every play. Like, you weren't going to take any of it. Um, you know, he was, the, but he was the measuring stick back then. Like, you know, I remember the first time I actually blocked him, you know, one-on-one pass blocking. <laughs> I think I went out and partied. Like it was Let's go. Yes. I did, like, I did it. 
I could do this. Oh, Brian Baldinger here That's with awesome. you on the fan. So have you been uh, been getting your workouts in here at the hotels? Yeah. Yep. Now, can, can those machines hold you? Do you just put the whole stack on and go? Or? Uh, I'm not quite like that anymore. But, you, you know, I, I'm just in the maintenance phase. I'm just trying to preserve Maintain. whatever I got left. So the gyms seem to have enough of that. Well, you're doing a hell of a job. You're keeping up with these young guys, aren't yeah. you? Oh, yeah. I can run them out of the gym. So Yeah, I have a lot of energy. <laughs> okay. What's the buzz in Philadelphia now? Where, where are they going? What are you hearing? Well, I saw Jordan Mulata today and Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson. I mean, they're all around here. Um, you know, they changed the coaching staff. You know, they changed the coordinators, a lot of position coaches. They needed to. I, I thought that they were uh, somewhat lazy. I, th- I didn't think they played hard. I didn't think they were in great condition. I don't think I'm saying anything that's, like, out of turn here. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that's how it looked. You know, they didn't have – they were very predictable offensively. You know, defenses were calling plays out before they even happened. Um, and so they, they need to get back to, like, a more diversified offense. You get back to – you know, you talk to Malata and to Kelsey, like, they like to run the ball a lot better than they did. Do you think they can avoid a down year next year? Are they, are, are they going to – Well, they, they, they need – they need more speed. They need some playmakers on defense. You know, they got to rebuild the defense. They, they largely play without linebackers as well, like Dallas. And so um, just guys off the street, and they weren't good enough. They need to be – and they had a lot of injuries. But, you know, these young guys they've been drafting from Georgia, they got to develop. Has the sentiment changed on Hurts? Yeah, it has. I mean, he fell off this year after an unbelievable year last year. And now some of it was injury-related, but three years in a row he's been banged up. Part of the – Part of being a running quarterback, you know, you got to – and look, he's – but I, I think from the leadership standpoint and, you know, maybe Brian Johnson is offense coordinator, I think there were some things there that um, they, they didn't have when, you know, they had Nick's – you know, when Nick was there along right. with, you know, some of the other coaches. How about in Washington, uh, D- Dan Quinn there? Are these guys going to be a threat in the division soon? Well, I mean, I, I, I'm a big fan of Cliff Kingsbury high, higher. I, I like Cliff a lot. I think a lot of the concepts work at the NFL level. We'll see what they do at the quarterback position. I mean, I, I hear all the, the chit-chat about it right now. I don't know if that could get done or not get done. But I think if you put Caleb with Cliff, I mean, I think this offense, if they address the offense line, they got a lot of talent around them. And then where do you put the Giants in the NFC p- picture as far as expectations going into the offseason? Well, I saw Saquon today. I mean, is he going to be a part of the team or not? And mm-hmm. Sure. You know, they, they've made changes in their coaching staff, and, you know, they haven't been able to put an offense line together, a very good one for a long time. They broke down from really the first week of the season against the Cowboys. And so they never really put it back together. they got to get that fixed, and they got to, you know, keep those guys in the lineup to have any kind of a chance to. But I think defensively they've got a lot of talent, and I'm anxious to see what they do with it. Well, the, you're, I'm going to ask you something, because I've been hearing a lot about, with the Cowboys specifically, about, you know, Mike McCarthy and toughness and all that. And you know, we would say players, coaches and stuff, like, which drives me nuts. I hate when somebody says he's a players coach and all that. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Where are, where are we about, about players today that can take or not take hard coaching? Well, I mean, you can, you can find those players, Brian. You can find them. You know, I mean, you got to scout them out, guys that can take it. I mean, I was just listening to uh, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Rick Burkhalter, was saying right. like early in Patrick Mahomes' career like Andy you know pulled him aside about a certain play and got on him and about his decision he made and and uh Patrick just said sir run that play again I'll I'll do it right like you know I you got to test everybody's a little bit different Parcells had his methods about finding him like you got to find tough guys to begin with and then toughness is something that can be developed and I think you know coaching philosophy 
can help that. You know, I mean, Kansas City, still, I remember Andy Reid in Philly. I see Jeremiah Trotter tackling Brian Westbrook to the ground right. in training camp. And he still does hard training camps. And, um, and, and Kyle Shanahan's hard on his quarterbacks. I think you've got to coach them hard. And if they can't handle it, then you don't have the right guys. Yeah, Brian Baldinger with us here in the G-Bag Nation. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, is it all work, no play for you this week? Or are you getting after it a little bit? I got after it last night. All I'm right. going to go to Jaws' party and go to U2 on Friday night. No, I mean, anybody could talk about cover, too. Anybody could talk about the <laughs> Cowboys' weaknesses. Can you, can you blend that with a great Thursday and Friday night? There you go. That's my plan. Well, the champion is like you're getting up at 5.30 a.m., still doing a podcast, well, and you're doing all day. Well, I was up at 4 5 today. Today I had to wake up a little bit earlier. Gosh. But that's all right. That's all right. I mean, I was up anyway, so I was ready to go. Beast. We, we recommend the Bacchanal uh, Buffet. I mean, you probably know your way around that place. I, I mean, like, I'm a carnivore, so like, I just eat steak. I love that. Yeah. That's, that's my Vegetables guy right there. are so overrated. Just give me steak. I'm good. <laughs> Just give me the meats. Okay, it's Baldy and it's Al Michaels. Anti-vegetable. I heard, Al, I heard Al was like that. Never had a vegetable. That's what I heard. I, I didn't do it because of Al. I just felt like, you know, let me just give this a shot. Then I, I did it, and I was like, wow, this is great. I love it. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's paying off for you. You look freaking incredible. Okay, I think it's Old Spice uh, question of the day. Let's All do right. it. Uh, with with, with Baldy here. How do you feel about the shower beer? What's the shower beer? You know, you just have Drink you know, a beer you in the shower. Join a brewski. Oh, no, no, I haven't done that. I mean, I, I, it's not, I'm not opposed to it. I have friends of mine that, because they're wise, don't want them to drink. They drink their beers in the shower. <laughs> Do you ever eat in the bathroom? Uh, no, no. That's a no-no. <laughs> no, no, not because it's, like, unsanitary. Right. You know, it's sanitary. But I, of course just, it is. There's other places, you know, that, uh, you, that you can chow down. What's the hotel room temperature? I think ours is at 72. 72? I think it's like 72. A okay. Yeah. Okay, a little balmy in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, now what about what about the – well, I imagine in the shower, like you don't have time for the beer shower because Baldi, Baldi's only showering just no. because the, uh, the necessity no, 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 it's no. 30 seconds, it's under 60 seconds, you're in, <laughs> no. you're out. Listen. I'm going to shotgun before the shower. I'm going to tell you about showers because I think my best breakdown, I did a shower pressure breakdown the other day. I'm big on shower pressure. So I'm at the Circa Hotel. It's the best shower pressure I've ever been in. It feels like a massage. Oh. It comes out so you don't want to get out. That's beautiful. Yeah. Do you like the ones? Are you a guy that likes to be able to pull it off the rack no, and be I able to run that. it? I hate that. For the really? settings. No, no, no. You don't, I don't like mess to run with that, that either, thing, man. No. Get, getting everywhere. No, no, no. This shower is the perfect shower. It's it's got this big thick shower head, <laughs> and it comes out like a like a fire hose. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, like, and then it's got a bench. You can sit down, you know, in this thing and just let the water hit you. I do okay, love let that. us know the room like, number. We're going like, to test the like shower. A, it's like a spa. Yeah, that's loud. amazing. Are you a are you a uh, like a jacuzzi kind of? Well, when's the last time Baldy like took a room. took a bath? When's the last time Baldy took a bath? I, mean, I don't know. Like when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, and I think I know the answer to this one because I know you're a savage animal and you're willing to. You just said sanitary to eat in the bathroom. You just haven't done it yet. Yeah. You know, the mood hasn't struck. Well, I don't believe all those diseases are on the ground. Right. Okay, so like at a place okay. like this, Radio Row, all just disgusting, sweaty, plumbers cracks <laughs> everywhere. If, the, if you get hit with a little tummy situation, you're going into these bathrooms, no problem. You'll go cheek to seat, no big deal. Yeah. I mean, okay. That's what it's there for. Yeah. No, but no, no, no hover. Bass the same thing. Okay, so there's no hover technique. It's not there's, even a consideration. There's yeah. no putting the, the, the toilet paper over the seat as a buffer. I mean, I'm not a fan of people don't flush. Sure, sure, oh, sure. Yeah, do that, their yeah. business for you. That's I'm not an a issue. fan of that. But cheek to seat no matter what. No, I've never done any other way. True or false, you've gone to the bathroom in a Bangkok restroom. And a hold the ground with a hose. We know that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's what a legendary story, sir. <laughs> legendary story. Brian Baldinger. Yes.
Uh, I'm sorry. I was actually going to ask you about the coyote being bit, uh, you know, biting a player. Have you seen that story I here heard in Vegas? It. I heard it was out Vegas. Like I don't know. I'm mean, not sure who the player is yet. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. we, we brought us kind of thinks maybe this is an outdoor pee well, situation. Well, we have some video evidence that will help. The last time Baldy took an outdoor pee, which I think is one of the more liberating things about being a man. It's a great feeling. Well, I mean, I have a big private backyard. Yeah. It happens all the time. Oh. <laughs> that happens all the time. I fall more and more in love with Baldy by the day, man. It's fantastic. <laughs> all right, guys. Will you, can we take a picture of you with your face or with your hand on my face with that finger? <laughs> if you choose. All right, if you, you choose. You <laughs> Have fun Thanks, tonight, Baldy. man. All right, guys. There it goes. Brian Baldinger, Odyssey NFL Insider, brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. NFL News of the Day with Woolchuck coming up next right here on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We are back. It is the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan, our segment here, NFL News of the Day. It's been a huge day of Cowboys news, and Woolchuck's about to get you all caught up. Segment's brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Franklin Frankel, go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. If your loved one's been in an accident, contact the Frankels, 214 or 817-333-3333. Go online to truckwreck.com. On the A number one air hot seat right now is Kevin Hagelin from the KMC Masterpiece. Good afternoon, sir. Guys, I just wanted to tell you how great pork rinds are, medical marijuana, yep. hyperbaric chambers, my new self-help book. There's a lot. I got a lot of great Pepsi. things. Pepsi. I know you're a big Pepsi yeah, guy. Yeah, Pepsi, the wings, mm-hmm. NFL gridiron greats. There's a, there's a lot of important things that you guys need to know about, so I hope you're talking about it. I'm really thrilled that you brought all of those things up. I really just want to know uh, what your thoughts are from Cirque du Soleil so far. Oh, my God. It was awesome. And I'm, I'm trying to see if anybody wants to go to the Bellagio one with me. Yeah. It's about 200 bucks, which is pricier than the one I went I'm to. I'm interested. But it's the water, Cirque I know. du Soleil. It sounds awesome. I've always wanted to go see it, and the Bellagio is, is outstanding. It's definitely, for Eric's first time in Vegas, I was like, dude, we got to walk over and check out the Bellagio. A lot of people on the uh, truckwreck.com text line were upset we didn't bring up the Yahtzee Yahtzee. 
debacle with Baldy. We probably should have, uh, but that's okay. No, no worries. They're not. Did you get to see? We've had Pukunakua walking around. Yeah, no, I didn't see him. I missed the Rock earlier the too. The Rock was here. Yeah. Dude, what about Seth, Seth Rollins? I. Somebody told me they thought they saw him like as a glimpse. You know, Damn, I, I, didn't I didn't see know him Rock either. Was here. Well, WWE is at T-Mobile today doing their WrestleMania press. Tomorrow, you guys so. have Tony Khan on, right? Uh, yes. Okay, that's yes, be awesome. we do. By the way, just a heads up for tomorrow, Warren Sapp. We're gonna have him on. I bet there's going to be a lot of swearing. Okay. Well, I, I that is my that is my prediction. Sap only knows one way to do this. Okay. I bring up Puka Nakua because yesterday uh, he was also making the the rounds here at Radio Row, and he was asked about his welcome to the NFL moment, and it happened to come in the visit to AT and T Stadium against our Dallas Cowboys. Here's Puka Nakua talking about that moment. Your moment this year in the NFL, one guy, give me one guy, either that you played against or like on the defensive side or even on the other team's offense that you were just like, holy crap, I can't get over. I didn't know that guy was that good or that made or you that say, big. wow, Demarcus Lawrence, was the, the DN for the Cowboys, yep, the Cowboys. We, we do a lot of crack toss stuff and I, I was involved you were in like, the run game. Like, oh, he's big. Oh my right? gosh. The coach <laughs> His like, shoulders yeah, are like, <laughs> coach is like, yeah, you can go out <laughs> yeah. there and get that one block done. Cooking. I'm like, yeah, coach. And then we glide up and I'm like, why did he, why did he grow seven more inches? What the heck? <laughs> and then I went to go hit the block, and it's like in slow motion. I can remember it so vivid. He grabbed both my wrists, like left hand, right hand, grabbed both my wrists and threw me like a ragdoll you five no yards. Control. And then it was a six-yard loss, and I just remember like, coach is going to kill me. I'm yeah. so, that, was, that was not how that player was supposed to get drawn up. So <laughs> I saw him at the pro, but I had to let him know because I was like, I don't know if you remember. That's probably an everyday play for you. But I was like, I pride myself in blocking. You threw me like I was a little kid. Right. <laughs> what did he say? He was like, oh, yeah, I don't really remember. And I was like, oh, man, that yeah. makes me feel worse. <laughs> How demoralizing is that? I mean, you, you have your welcome to the NFL moment, and he goes, you go up to Demarcus Lawrence afterwards, and you're like, dude, do you remember that play? And now it's just another day in the life for Tank. Well, because he had to be looking at Nakua, right, and be like, oh, hell yeah. Man. I'm going to destroy this Absolutely. Dude. Uh, but Puka's a beast. Yeah, dude, being a receiver that has to do crackback blocking. On, like In the best schemes now with the Shanahan's of the world and, and the Sean McVay's and whatnot, these guys are having their receivers blocking at a high level, and they're constantly having to get in the mix with defensive ends and linebackers on these crackbacks. That, that, that's got to be an, an absolute nightmare. Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine that, especially going up against Tank. Hey, thank you so much. Uh, Kevin Hagelin, KMC Masterpiece, 10 to 2 weekdays here on your home of the Cowboys, 105.3 The Fan. is Joining us now is Bears running back Khalil Herbert here on 105.3 The Fan. And a good afternoon to you, sir. How the heck are you? I'm good. How you doing? Man, we're doing great. We're having a great time here at the Super Bowl. How's, how's your Vegas experience so far? Uh, it's good. I mean, I got in last night from South Florida, so it was a little flight. But uh, I caught up on some sleep today, so. Uh, now, you're, you're from Fort Lauderdale, is that yeah, correct? Yeah. Do you consider yourself a Vegas guy? No. Why no, not? No. <laughs> too, much, too much going on. It's too much going on, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you, man. It could yeah. definitely uh, get the best of me over the years. Now, you're with the Q Caller. Yeah. Is, is this what we see on Tony Pollard around yeah. here? Okay, okay, yeah. tell us about this. What Same are we watching? Thing. Yeah, so here it is right here. Um, okay. You know, I decided to wear it just, just for my longevity in the game, you know, to be healthy and be on the field as, as much as I can as possible. And, um, you know, concussions are a big thing, so anything I can do to prevent it, um, you know, I'm going to do it, so that's why I decided to wear it. Right. I can, what's it feel like? What's, what's the difference of the sensations yeah. with you while you're playing? So, for me, it feels like after a while you just get used to it. Um, it feels like I'm wearing a turtleneck, basically. Okay. Um, but as the season goes on, as, as you start wearing it, you don't even really realize it. But 
I feel the difference when I'm not wearing it, so that's why I always got to make sure I have it on. Well, I know in a place like Florida football country, Texas football country, there's a lot of parents always yeah. looking out there to protect their players and their, and their kids. And, you know, everybody out there playing the game is always looking for something to be uh, in, that, in that lane. So that is fantastic. Now, in Chicago, you guys are the talk of the league there with, with the first pick. <laughs> a lot what, happening. What's it like with all these things in motion? Oh, man. It's, you know, you turn on ESPN every day. You, you, we're, we're the number one thing to talk about. So it's, uh, it's a lot going on. But, you know, I have full faith in that, in that front office that they're going to do the right thing and make the right decision. So. so are you texting with Justin like, man, don't pay any attention to this. We got this, bro. <laughs> I'm sure he's, he's been off of everything. So, uh, you know, he comes down to South Florida, too, to work out. So uh, he's been good, though. So. Right on. Khalil Herbert here with you on 105 Through the Fan. What? Uh, so I, I am also big into Justin Fields. I thought you guys were going to have a hell of a year. Obviously, didn't go the way that you wanted to, but you started to make some strides in the second half. Uh, what do you think overall, the, the direction the offense is going? you got a new offensive coordinator yeah. now. Yeah, I definitely think, uh, you know, I'm excited for some of the things he's going to do, some of the things he's going to bring over. Uh, talked to a couple guys that were in Seattle with them, and they, they loved them. You know, especially as a running back, you know, they run the ball a lot, so I'm excited. They do. But, so, uh, so you didn't talk to Jackson Smith and Jigba? <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah, I don't know him. So I didn't have that one-on-one cover. I did see that. <laughs> you did see that? Okay. I did see that. but awkward uh, interaction yeah. there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, I guess everybody everybody's entitled sure. to a different yeah. opinion, too. So, um, no, I'm excited, though. I'm, I'm excited to see what we can What do, do you think overall about kind of the state of the running back right now in the National Football League? Last offseason, that, that was the conversation, right, with all yeah. the contracts. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a touchy subject, you know. Um, I was a six-round pick, so, you know, people like me, you know, you feel like you could find guys later on. It's, it's, uh, it's a never-ending cycle, I feel like, and, you know, hopefully we could find a way to get running backs paid again this offseason. So I'm excited to see what some of these guys' negotiations look like. Very young man, but if in the future you had a child who is roughly your build, you know, loved football, would I did you just have a son. Okay, congratulations, congratulations dude. sir. He's name one month. <laughs> would you name him? Caden. Uh, Man, congratulations. Yeah, have two myself, a 12- and a 2-year-old, so I, I know just how special that is. So Caden grows up, wants to play football, are you ta- are, and he wants to be running back. And it's a fun position as a kid, but knowing what you know about this pathway, are you, how are you on that? Um, you know, I'm going to let him play whatever. Um, you know, I played defense growing up. I okay. didn't play running back until my sophomore year of high school. So, um, But I'm going to let him play whatever position. I'm not going to force him to play running back or whatever, but um, – I'm really going to try and get him to play every single sport, too. Baseball, golf, basketball, whatever it is. So we'll see. But I feel like he'll be good wherever. It's Bears running back Khalil Herbert with us. What sports did you play growing up? Was it all football? Football and track. So exactly okay. why I'm telling him to do every <laughs> other sport. Um, so, you know, I wasn't exposed to as much. So I definitely want to allow him to have that athletic ability and everything. It's kind of hard to be a running back and not get on the track team, right? Those guys come around about November like, hey, what you got planned for the spring, young man? Yeah, so in Florida, if you're on the football team, you got to run track, basically. Like, that's kind of the rule for coaches. But our our football coach made us all run track. So my whole four-by team is in – four-by one track team is in the league right now. Cool. That is amazing. So you guys must have been quite the show. Yeah, and, and, yeah. And broke some records. Cool. Uh, yeah. Who are the, who are those guys? Uh, Anthony Schwartz, Pat Sertain, Tyson Campbell, and then I left, and then Marco Wilson came in. So, um, yeah, we had a couple. Yeah, of you were a football studded, powerhouse here in high school. Did you grow up a Dolphins fan? No. No. Cowboy fan? No. Not a cow. What do you think about the Cowboys? <laughs> 
I mean, my dad is a Cowboys fan. Okay, so there I, we go. We got somebody in the family. <laughs> yeah. everybody, everybody does. Thank you. My dad is a Cowboys fan. You know, I always, you know, he always says this year's the year, and you know, we do uh, too. Yes, we do. Uh, Every we're year, starting yeah. to, to, to <laughs> split the faith on that one. So you didn't grow up idolizing Emmett Smith. Who was your guy? Was it was uh, it the running LT. backs? Lt. Yeah. So uh-huh. I, I I always wore twenty one growing up. I wore it in college. Um, yeah, Lt was my guy. Have you ever hit the Lt touchdown celebration? I always think about it, and then you know when you get in the end zone, you kind of a lot of emotions happen. You kind of forget, yeah. So, well, can you can you take us inside the physical toll of the running back position because that's sort of the crux of it all. You guys take such a beating. What does a day after a game feel like, Uh, or or how how long does it take to get back to feeling like yourself? You know, before the next game. I honestly, I don't think it's just running backs. Honestly, I feel like it's everybody. You know, as the season goes on, you're never like for me. I'm never feeling good until Thursday, Friday again, but. You ask anybody in any position pretty much besides, like, long snappers, kickers and stuff. But they probably feel in the same way. So it really just depends on your routine and how you take care of your body and, you know, how you invest in yourself. I feel like that provides a lot of longevity and, you know, keeps you healthy. So We just played some audio of Puka Nakua and his welcome to the NFL moment. It happened to be against the Cowboys and Marcus Lawrence. What was yours? My welcome to the NFL moment. Uh... Like a hit or yeah, like a hit a, or just like a, a play like, or a team you're playing against. Um, Maybe it was a player. You're like, honestly, Damn, I didn't it was, this it, dude. it was a player. It was uh, my rookie year. We're going into OTAs. And so I was an Eagles fan growing up. Okay. T.O. was my T.O. and L.T. were my two favorite players growing up. So um, Nick Foles was with us when my rookie year right. during OTAs. And I didn't really like rookie coming in. Like, you, you know, who's on the team, but like you also don't. So I come in and we're, we're working out and he's next to me. We're running hills. And I'm like, damn, like, that's Nick Foles. Like, <laughs> I'm trying not to, like, act, but I'm like, because I remember when they won the Super Bowl in 2018. Right. So, like, just, like, that was probably my welcome to the NFL moment. Like, dang, it's my, like, coworker right now. So, In a, in a, meet, in a meeting room, film room, what gives you, the everybody in the group, more joy? You catching a ball, running the ball, or getting a good pass block? Definitely the pass block. I feel like pass block and the run. Depending on the type of the run, like if sure. you run somebody over, but like definitely like the physical plays. Sure, you definitely. pick somebody up, you yeah. pick up one of those. Yeah, you slide over yeah. and get somebody. So that's the one that gets everybody. The Don't. coach runs that one back a bunch, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you'd rather truck stick somebody than maybe juke them out of their their shoes uh, a little see, bit, or what feels better? See, then that's like another thing too that like I feel like if it's a if it's a play that like not many people can make, that's the one that. They play a lot. so Okay, so you haven't had a moment where someone smacked you so hard you were like, my dear God, this is not college anymore. <laughs> this is not high school. Um, let me think. No, nah, like, see, I'm going to knock on wood because then it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you had your collar on with it. Exactly. I haven't felt anything. You know, I don't get that haze anymore when I, yeah. when I get up off the ground. But uh, not that I remember. Like, you remember the hits. Like, I remember in college a couple that I took that I'm like, wow. Like, yeah. yeah, that was one of those. But. Not in the NFL. I feel like, you know, I, I, I maneuver my body well enough to not take a lot of those big hits and, um, you know, bounce off of tackles that way. So, Is that instinctual? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. And just a little bit of, like, training as well. Like, I don't know. It just happens. Why do you think quarterbacks get hurt so much when they get out there and start running? Because <laughs> they don't know how to slide. Uh, <laughs> get out, get out. <laughs> you, know, you know, their bodies aren't used to – banging banging all the time too as well you know during during practice you never get in touch never get thudded up so um really just just sliding you know maybe they need a cue collar <laughs> get that cue collar <laughs> that's true that'll help with a lot of those head, head injuries are you a big so. trash talker out there nah, 
Nah, not really. Um, I say stuff in the moment, but it's really to, to myself, um, like to get myself psyched up. Um, I haven't really heard any a lot of guys in the league that really trash talk either um, when I'm playing them at least. So, Okay. Khalil Herbert, Q Caller, congratulations on all of your success and best of luck, man. Thank you. Appreciate there he goes. You. All right. Uh, yeah, it's the Q Caller, just the, the letter there, and you can get that deal that uh, Tony Pollard and Khalil Herbert have getting that extra bit of protection. Okay, Eric, where are we going next? Deadline day in the NBA calls for a good old-fashioned rim sesh with the G-Bag Nation. The Mavs did a lot. We'll break it down next year in the nation. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Thank you, Lucius. There's Lee Steinberg over there. Salute to Bears running back Khalil Herbert, who just joined us. That was fun. Getting to know him a little bit. NFL News of the Day uh, will resume coming up at 4 o'clock with Woolchuck. Here's Chiafalo. Let's go ahead and cut the lights out. We'll put the kids to bed. The G-Bag Nation's going all 56 inches around that rim. It's always a special occasion when the Mavericks get in the mix on NBA trade deadline day. They have, uh, they're, they're a better basketball team. They're a better basketball team right now than they were just a few hours ago. Bye-bye, Grant Williams. Bye-bye, Seth Curry. I am excited. Like, just knowing that I don't have to watch Grant Williams play basketball anymore is, you know, that's that's really, really encouraging for me. It's a shot in the arm. The entertainment factor of watching these Mavericks just went up just for simply not having to watch him play basketball anymore. Uh, but P.J. Washington is now a member of the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Grant Williams goes to the Hornets along with a first-round pick to them. And yeah. uh, the Mavericks also get a backup big, 25 years old, Mr. Daniel Gafford from the Washington Wizards. Bye-bye, Rashawn Holmes, another guy I'm excited I don't have to watch play basketball anymore. And now when you have Derek Lively and then you have Gafford backing him up, you have two guys that are really fantastic in, in, in the pick-and-roll, dunking machines, lob threats, for guys like Luka and Kyrie. I saw this this uh, from Steph No on Twitter. Mavs are now uh, going to be having the number seven and number eight guys in the league in total dunks this season. Nice. Lively's number seven, Gafford's number eight. That probably gets even better when you consider the guy that was doing the lobbying for Gafford in, in, in Washington was Jordan Poole. Yeah, uh, And now he's got the studs of Kyrie and Luka doing that. So I think that one is the one. I know P.J. Washington's a little bit more of the name. I think Gafford's the one that's really going to have the most, like, maybe the most impact in my mind. Well, salute to Nico. Salute to this Mavericks organization. This is the, the, the franchise that I knew in the first uh, 12 years of Cuban's ownership. Not good enough. Let's try this. We brought this guy in. Not working out. Let's move. Instead of, like, marrying your guys and just trying to hope they would start playing better, I think this is the, this is the way to, to finding a championship roster. And uh, I salute Nico Harrison. I, I think he's just had a, a, a terrific maybe, what, since July, six, seven months uh, as far as pulling off moves and, you know, and seeing where this thing could go. And still keeping assets, right? I mean, Jaden yeah. Hardy and Josh Reen are names that we've heard buzz about going back to last offseason. They've still got them on the roster. You're giving up players that Grant Williams, you mentioned, he started off really well as a Dallas Maverick, and then that just faded. His first eight games, he was averaging 15-4, and four, 
and then in his last 40, he's averaging six and three in 25 minutes. I mean, he basically got rid of two guys, Rashawn Holmes and, and Grant Williams, that were giving you absolutely nothing, and you're adding two pieces that you do feel like can be productive. And I'm with you uh, in terms of Gafford. I mean, now you at least have somebody that you feel comfortable next to Derek Lively, and, and we've talked about some of the injury issues there, but that's a dude that is going to give you a ton from the defensive side of the floor. Yeah, and I think one of the things Brad, uh, Brad Townsend uh, noted about Gafford and why he was so intriguing for the Mavs, he says, obviously, you know, he's 6'10", active rebounder, shot blocker, but uh, Townsend was told by the Mavs his durability, his dependability are viewed as big pluses. He's played 45 of 50 games this season, played 78 uh, of 82 games last year. So for an injury-plagued sort of Mavericks team, and especially at that position with Derek Lively, having a guy like Gafford who you can pretty much depend on being there night in, night out, I think is huge. So he's the opposite of what uh, Lively is then, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, in terms of, from, from a health standpoint, yeah. From a yes. health standpoint, But right. he's also scoring... Um, <laughs> Uh, he, he's he's scoring at a. He's at, taking shots at my guy. You coming at my guy? No, all I wrong, love Brian. Lively. The problem is though, for a man so young, what nineteen years old? He, he has struggled to stay healthy. He has struggled to stay healthy, and you always worry about that. Uh, but the Mavs, Mavs definitely were one of the more active teams today, uh, and you know they move on from some picks, and they're down the line. You know you're, you're going to be out a first round pick in 2029, swapped out their their first in 2028 and 2030. So, um, you know, they, they're kind of, hey, they're pushing potential problems to the future. But as long as Luka is still here and around, I don't think any of that actually matters. If he jettisons at some point, maybe you're, st- you know, going, man, we tried. We tried to build this thing, and it didn't work out for us. But overall, they were aggressive today. I like what they did. And uh, there was a handful of teams. You know, the Knicks got involved. We can detail some of those a little bit later. But the Mavs are definitely interested in bringing in a Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, a name they are very familiar with. He gets bought out in Brooklyn, so it's the Lakers, the Mavericks, the Pelicans, the Sixers, according to Shams, that are going to be really in the mix for his services, and I think that could uh, that could certainly bolster the bench and another guy at the point guard spot that can run some offense for you. Uh, and then today is also Kobe Day, yes. 2-8-24. It'll be statue night in Los Angeles there. It'll be very, very special. And uh, I saw a quote today that went around. It was from when Kobe Bryant uh, tore his Achilles uh, late in his career, and he refused a wheelchair. Hmm. And uh, former Lakers trainer Gary Vitti. But Paul Pierce said he'd take it if he didn't want it. Yeah, that's well. right. He was in that moment after he tears his Achilles and he's limping off the floor. He doesn't want the the uh, the wheelchair, even though it's offered by the trainer. And the response from Kobe in that moment was uh, bleep Paul Pierce. That was that was all he said. Uh, we know, we know said? Paul Pierce bleeped himself, but what else did he say? That's, oh, I was just I was just throwing that in there. No, it's dead, he dead said serious. That, huh? that is what he said. That was his response when asked if he wanted the wheelchair. It was just bleep Paul Pierce, and then he kept limping into the into the locker room. That's what he called wheelchairs. Was Paul Pierce's? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get that Paul Pierce out of here. Yeah, they, they showed that this morning, and I it, it took my breath away. It's, it still does. I still am not at peace with this. It's the it's the most impactful celebrity death of my life. He's he's at a Lakers game holding up Gianna, and they're smiling and bouncing and celebrating, and she's like five years old, and it, it just it broke my heart, man. It's it, 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 it is did. heartbreaking. Man. I, I think the thing with Spencer Dinwiddie is that, you know, you can see in his game log something happened a couple of months ago, and I would bet that's injury. So I think if you get Dinwiddie, you want to rehab him into the playoffs. Might be that knee again. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was 15 points a game and then bang, 10, and now this last couple of weeks it's been more like seven points per game. So I think he's hampered. There's Nick Eatman. Oh, Nick. DCC's own, Nick. baby. I saw Lee Steinberg as well. 
Big Nick Eatman. How's Lee doing? Did anybody see I think I saw Dan Bolzarian over here, the former Instagram super famous oh, guy. Oh, really? Did he disappear on us? I have seen him disappear. I think uh, that, that him over there? Liver King kind of took over. No, I don't believe that's him. That's no, not that's him. not Dan That's Bolzerian. another jacked bearded dude, yeah. though. Same America. That, that dude's beard game is on point. I saw Josh Allen, and, and he is. Josh Allen's he, over there. I mean, the fact that he plays quarterback, it is insane, dude. He is a giant, giant. Just we were talking about Drake beard. May. I mean, to me, Drake May is kind of a cross of like a Herbert Allen. I got some Drake May stuff for you in football's finest. A little He's a big boy. All right, uh, Woolchuck, NFL news today coming up. What's been cracking? Well, we've got a lot of Emmett Smith stuff going on. I got an update on the Kansas City Chiefs and their injuries heading into the Super Bowl. We'll talk about that next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.